Hey, welcome to another Enneagram podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yet another Enneagram podcast. But this one's different. Another Enneagram podcast is here to help you be a better leader for your team. We know leadership is already challenging enough, and it can be downright frustrating when your team communication breaks down. Another Enneagram podcast is here to tell you stories of leaders just like you who are learning how to lead their teams better with the Enneagram. If you want your team to communicate better, be more productive, and love their jobs, another Enneagram podcast is for you. Hey, welcome back to another Enneagram podcast. Uh, This is your host, Ryan Mayfield, right here with my co-host, Cody Bray. Uh, Well, I say right here, and of course, as you probably know by listening thus far, uh, I'm in Arkansas and he is in California, which is... uh, not super close to one another, but through the magic of the internet, we get to at least pretend that we're close. Yeah, I think so, man. I, we're in the we're in the age of Zoom, so um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. All right, so question for you right off the bat: uh, Let's say you are a small business owner, or even like a you know mid-sized business owner. You got um, let's say you got a team of twenty people working for you, okay, and things are just rolling along normal normal year. Uh, And then all of a sudden, you know, April comes around tax season. Plus there's a global pandemic and, you know, stimulus relief bills and, and all sorts of different financial changes in the world that happen. Um, You're trying to deal with all that. What do you, what do you do? What are you thinking if you're the person driving the driving the ship at that point at your company you just saying those words made me freak out a little bit so (laughs) so um i'm just gonna try to survive i i feel like that's a that's a big thing i've actually been listening to a couple podcasts on crisis leadership and uh you know and so um i would be incredibly flexible or try to be Mm -hmm. at least Mm -hmm. and uh just take it day by day man because uh it's uh it's kind of crazy out there right now yeah well, um, to quote a fairly famous movie, uh, my, my follow-up question to you would be, who are you going to call? <laughs> I don't know how valuable the Ghostbusters would be right now, but um, um, yeah, I would, I would probably be looking for somebody to help me specifically in the world of finances uh, because that seems to be a pretty uh, uh, kind of unknown area of business right now. Yeah, well... Man, what a setup. I didn't even I didn't even tell you where we were going with this. I just asked you the question and you perfectly teed up uh, our guest who is the head and owner of a CPA firm and payroll firm that I have the privilege of working with here. Her name is Laura Hanlon and she runs Hanlon CPA in Conway, Arkansas and it's a smaller team but uh, they're a really cool team and they do a lot of really good work there. And so I got to sit down with her and interview her about uh, just her Enneagram journey, what it's meant for her team as Mm -hmm. she's been integrating that there. Specifically with her, what was interesting is we started all this stuff right before this whole coronavirus pandemic. And so out of all the teams I've worked with, theirs is pretty unique in the fact that we were almost immediately thrust into a very stressful environment. Right. Uh, And just by talking to them, you know, of course you can watch the news and find this out, but to a whole nother level, just by talking to them, the amount of changes day to day and sometimes hour by hour that we're getting 
pushed out from the government and just different agencies and stuff that they were then having to be able to translate and communicate to their clients was just insane. Uh, And credit to them, I think they've done an incredible job with it. And in that, having to work together as a team to overcome the stress of the situation and to actually get things done that they needed to, uh, that was really important for them. And so, it's been just a cool privilege for me to be able to work with them, get to know them, get to know Laura. Uh, Laura's an Enneagram 8 and, oh, wow. uh, and is leading that organization. And so what you, you know, you not knowing Laura or anybody on that team, I don't think, what would you say or what would be your guesses as to some of the struggles that a team led by an Enneagram 8 might have? Well, right off the dot, I would imagine that Laura's drive for not just success, obviously, but for, um, I think, a healthy atmosphere and progress um, could maybe come off a little strong sometimes. Um, So maybe Mm. empathy, maybe um, actually sitting down with employees and hearing them out Um, and, you know, um, understanding. I I would imagine that as an eight, um, there are definitely situations where you feel misunderstood, you Mm. feel boxed in as a leader. And so um, to create that kind of open door policy and healthy upwards, you know, communication um, is that would be a challenge, man. Yeah. So, okay, let me give you a little bit more context, tell you about a couple of the people that she works with. So uh, one of the people in her office is her business partner and her business partner uh, is a, a nine, I believe, uh, with a lot of five. Uh, I may be getting that mixed up, maybe a five with a lot of nine. Uh, but it's one of the two anyway, knowing that, you know, they don't even just share the business. They actually share a physical office together. Laura's on one side of it and, and he's on the other side of it. So again, in that environment, what would you guess might be some of the challenges between partners where one is an eight and one is, let's say a nine. Oh my gosh. So (laughs) you've got an eight who's probably moving at warp speed, um, with not a lot of emotion. Um, And then on the other hand, you have a nine who might be struggling to really like launch and develop a pace. So I would imagine there's a ton of friction there sometimes um, as to um, wanting the nine, wanting the eight to kind of slow down and, um, you know, like really kind of get on the same page and um, feel things out and, you know, kind of create a peaceful environment. And then the eighth looking at the nine going, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> let's get it going. Um, and so, so interesting for two numbers to be right next to each other, um, to have such uh, diversity yeah. in those areas. Well, dude, you're spot on. And, um, and yeah, I've had conversations with Laura and with uh, people in her team right around all the things you're talking about. Let me give you one more before we jump into the interview. So one of the other people that works in that office is also an eight, right? And she and Laura have been best friends for a long time. And so she's the receptionist, right? Okay. So she sits at the front door at the front of the hallway and, and it's kind of the guard for the whole office, right? And she's mm-hmm. a very strong-willed eight. And then Laura is down the hallway in her office, also a very strong eight. What do you think some of the friction for them might be? And what do you think some of the friction for the rest of the team might be with the two of them being there? So in my experience with eights, um, they can struggle sometimes with trusting others with small tasks. Like, hey, why would I let you do it if I can do it myself? Mm. Um, So if you have somebody at the front door, 
with that mentality and somebody that's heading up the office also with that mentality is I would imagine that it creates an environment where um, maybe there's some like lack of communication on the Mm. day-to-day things. And then Mm. also um, there may be some things that people feel like, um, Hey, I would like to be a part of that or, Hey, um, could you maybe share the love a little bit uh, with certain things? And so that, that would be off the cuff. Yeah, no, those are, those are definitely accurate. Um, there's some things what you know, one of them might take over and not share with others. And so lack of communication. Yes. On the other hand, though, something that happens sometimes is, um, I don't know if this is technically what you would call over communication, but in general, stereotypically eights are sometimes just more loud than others. Right. And so, uh, it's really funny. And I think Laura will talk about this a little bit in the interview, but you know, sometimes they'll be communicating with each other and everybody else in the office thinks that they're fighting. <laughs> right. But they're yes. not in their, in their minds, they're not, and they're good, but eights, you know, like they want a, a, a good fight to fight. They want a worthy opponent, a worthy challenger. And so sometimes when an eight stands up and declares something, what they're looking for is, Hey, is anybody going to stand up? and push back on this. Totally. And if so, there's a lot of respect there. And so, you know, it's funny with them being at opposite ends of the hallway, one of them can yell something and the other one might <laughs> yell something back and everybody else is like, Oh my gosh, they're fighting. Yeah. But for Laura and this other person, they're, they're, they're not fighting. They're just yes. talking, you know? Yes. And so it's really funny. I love that. I love that. Yeah. We actually have a new maintenance director um, here at camp who's an eight and uh, man, it's so funny how quickly he can challenge something that seems so just small and like not that important. Um, but I've just learned that, man, when I can kind of like punch back, we, we typically will leave with a little fist bump and a little bit closer than we were before, you know, before that yeah. moment. So, um, yeah, that's that's awesome. So it's been really fun for me to to work with them and especially with Laura being the, the eight and the leader that she is. Yeah. Uh, it's been cool. I don't have any other... Um, I'm trying to think, I don't think I've worked with very many other eights that are in like the top leadership position, uh, one or two, but never in a long-term thing, like with her and her team. And so that's just been really cool to see some, some good light bulb moments there, both not just for her, but also for her team as I've gotten to, to work with them and, and help them work together better. And so, mm. yeah, just really enjoy getting to work with them. Uh, thanks to, to Laura for being on the podcast and hope that you guys get something good out of this conversation between myself and Laura Hanlon from Hanlon CPA. All right, Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thank doing you, okay Ryan. Today? I'm doing great. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. So uh, I wanted to chat with you a little bit on here. Uh, you... Uh, well, tell tell people a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Okay, so I'm Laura Hanlon, and I am a CPA. Um, I have a practice here in Conway that I've had since, oh gosh, late 2003. Um, and then I also teach at Hendricks Accounting and Tax in their economics and business department. If you had to pick one of those, which would you pick? <laughs> you know, it depends on the day. there are certainly benefits to both and I love them both by all means Um, I certainly love seeing young people grow and mentoring them and and teaching them and then I also just love being in the thick of it with working with the public and my team here at my office Um, so gosh yeah I I guess I'm a glutton for punishment but I I really love both my jobs (laughs) well um, 
you know, I've been around you for a few months now with the CPA stuff and working with your team there. And, and I know with your office there, it must come in waves, right? In seasons, you know, just tax stuff in general. I'm sure that the beginning of the year is always crazy. And then it, uh, I would assume slows down a little bit, you know, in the back half of the year. And, um, so what, you know, you've been doing that for a while. What have been some of your, um, favorite things from that? What do you like about that job? Oh gosh. Yeah. I've done this for about 20 years now. Um, and one of the things I really love about it is just, I, I work pretty well under pressure. Um, I grew up as a student athlete and played in college. And so I've always had a season in my life. And interestingly enough, basketball season and golf season are about the same seasons as tax season. So I'm not quite sure why I chose the profession because I'm a little limited in my basketball and golfing during those times. But uh, it's provided me a good living and certainly uh, fulfilled a lot of career uh, moves that I wanted to make. But yeah, we ramp up and we go starting right after New Year's. And it, it's kind of like running a marathon. There's sprints each part of the season. And then there's times where you kind of slow down and pace yourself, maybe take a quick break, grab some water, whatever. But the ultimate goal is the finish line. And then when we're done, we're done. It's the strangest feeling ever on April 16th when you wake up and you're so happy because you're like, oh man, I don't have to go do this. And I've been doing this for three and a half months. And then you're like, wait, what am I going to do? I feel so lost. I'm right. supposed to be doing something. And the older I get, the longer it takes to adjust to that. I used to a day or two and I bounced back. I was good. Now it's like, gosh, two or three weeks um, yeah. that, I, that I need a little downtime to get recovered. Uh, on April 16th, does your whole office just take vacation? Is that how that typically works? Pretty much. Usually one of us will check in and make sure that any extensions that we filed, you know, if they were rejected or last minute tax returns were rejected, we deal with that. But but we have a grace period where we have three days to resubmit them. So we do a little check in, say, okay, here's where we are. We'll reconvene in the next day and take care of this. Stuff. That's awesome. So mm -hmm. I, I've been able to get to know your team a little bit for the past few months. And um, it, is Kathy, has she been there the longest? She has, yes. She started with me way back in 2005. So I was just a couple of years into the practice. And uh, she was my first full-time employee. I had a few part-time before her. Um, so she and I, gosh, we've put in some sweat equity over the years. Um, and she left for a few years in the early Oh, 2011, 2013 period of times, and, and then came back to us. And uh, it's really been a great reunion. And she's done a great job mentoring many of our, our younger people here. Let's talk about Enneagram for a little bit. You know, we've been uh, working together to, to help your team work through Enneagram stuff and communicate better and all that. Tell me a little bit like what, what was your first introduction to the Enneagram? I can't remember. Was it new when I um, started working with you guys or were you already thinking in that light? Uh, tell me a little bit just about your experience with the Enneagram in general. It was fairly new. So I, I'm good friends with Marsha Mayfield and a couple of other ladies who work with Selena. And I know you work with Selena. Um, so I, I had a, a soft intro, if you will, via them. I hear a lot about their mastermind group and maybe some work you've done with them. 
Um, and then um, on Facebook, I had seen some posts that they had, and I, th- I really love this kind of stuff anyway. I've done DISC and several other type Myer, uh, Briggs, Myers-Briggs, I believe it yeah, is. Mm-hmm. So I've done a handful of those things over the years with my office and always enjoyed it and found it to be very productive. Um, so I ran across this on Facebook maybe in January of this year. Um, and, of course, I clicked on the link, and I did the, the informal assessment and found out I was an eight. Then I think I saw you about a week after that at the Deliver Hope Banquet oh, and yeah. happened to be talking to, to Marcia and uh, Selena and you joined our group and I was like, oh yeah, I need to get with this guy. So <laughs> we went from there. <laughs> yeah. So what made you want to get into Enneagram stuff with your team there at your business? Well, communication is vital here, especially in the environment that we operate and during the time of year when we are, we are most busy and generate our most revenues for the office, uh, which is January through April. So we'd had a little bit of turnover recently and in some key positions in our business. And it was really important for me to Um, kind of tighten up the communication channels, if you will. And knowing that I'm an eight, of course, I didn't know a whole lot about it then, but what I read fell in line with the other things I knew about myself, Um, that I tend to be a pretty direct person. And and I understand that sometimes that can shut down communication for other types of people. Mm. Um, and And I just wanted a little help bridging that gap, if you will, and then just an outlet for all of us to work on our communication and I take a a very serious team approach to my businesses and probably from my upbringing as a student athlete, but, you know, we never won basketball games by not talking to each other or not having some sort of communication, even if it wasn't verbal. And so I know how important that is. And I think it's the same thing for my business and, and having a coach to help you with that is vital. So you, you know, you mentioned that you took a, an assessment that said you were an eight and everything you read about that seemed to line up pretty well. What, what does that mean for you? Like when you think about yourself as an Enneagram eight, what does that mean? And what have you kind of learned as you've been processing that about yourself? Well, I think it gives me some comfort to know that the things about myself that I know are good productive things and what has helped me be successful over the years are true and okay that they're that way about me, but also that there are ways to improve um, and to maybe pull in areas that I'm not quite as strong, for instance. So I guess one example that I've certainly learned over 15, 16 years of being self-employed is that, you know, I'm pretty good at sticking to the facts. Let's be direct. We need to do this, this, and this today and get it done. And I say it in a very direct manner. But, you know, you often have team members who maybe need a little bit of an intro on that, like, hey, how's your day going? You know, what's going on with your dog at home or or some sort of soft intro to that. Whereas in my mind, I'm like, yeah, let's get all this work done. And then we can talk about your dog after work. Right. <laughs> um, so, yes, those are things that uh, it would certainly benefit me to improve as a leader and as a team member. Well, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with Kathy, right? Kathy is kind of your most tenured employee, and she's also uh, an Enneagram 8, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it sounds like just naturally some of the ways that you might communicate would have also been the ways that she naturally would have. And so it mm-hmm. makes sense that she uh, she was good with that, you know, would kind of be able to stick around and stick through whatever just because you guys are kind of on the same page on a lot of that stuff anyway. 
Oh, very true. Yes, we can have uh, quite an intense conversation at work uh, that to others may sound like yelling and arguing with each other. And, you know, we're just getting work done in our worlds. And when that five o'clock whistle blows, we're like, hey, what are you going to do when you go home? Let's, you know, run over here and get some pizza together, grab a beer or something. And it yeah. just it just rolls off our back. Uh, I love that. Uh, <laughs> that's so that's so funny because, yeah, that's how it would be. You know, two, two eights might like want to almost, you know, contend with each <laughs> other and and wrestle a little bit, but not like in a way that's personal. It's. Like you said, we're just getting business done and talk for just a minute about your team. You know, we came in and, and did a big team training with everybody. Mm-hmm. How was that kind of received? Did you get any sort of pushback on doing a training like that? What did the team think? No, we didn't get any pushback, um, wh- which was very encouraging to me because certainly in, in the past, I've had uh, other types of team assessments where there's been a little bit of pushback or maybe nervousness, but I don't know if it was if it's the team that I have in place or if it was just the time of year. Um, But everyone was really excited. And as soon as they got the links from you, they're like, oh, my gosh, I took this. What are you? And and we started kind of pairing up like, oh, yeah, Kathy and I are the same. And these people are the same. And uh, we had a lot of fun with it. And then we just couldn't wait for you to come in and and talk to us more about it. I I think probably, I mean, I'll admit it. I I don't know about the rest of them. But there's a little bit of nervousness like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, so I'm seen as this eight super dominant person. When I know inside of me, I have one of the biggest hearts ever, uh, and it comes out, you know, it, it, yeah. in lots of times. But also, I'm I am a pretty driven, direct person. So, um, yeah, I was kind of curious how how that a uh, little bit nicer, softer side of me was going to show up, and, and and hoping it would. And and what do you think? Did it? Yeah, it did. Yes, and um, certainly, I think everyone's did, and we all found ways um, to tap into that, which was super encouraging. And and I'll say, in the time we've worked with you, I don't think I've ever had so many employees ask me how I'm doing. And it almost oh, doesn't awesome. even. It really is. It. I mean, it, it brought tears to my eyes the first time one of them asked me that, um, because it was in a very stressful time too. Uh, so it was much needed. And I tend to just kind of keep plugging through and, Hey, I'm going to get through this and then I can let my guard down and deal with any emotions about it. But it almost didn't even matter what happened after the question. The question alone was enough for me. I mean, that sustained me for a long time. So that was really great. I loved it. That's super cool. That's uh, really encouraging for me too, just to hear that. You know, I'm on so much of the front end of stuff that Mm -hmm. I sometimes don't get to see it in the day to day. So like, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. What else would you say? Has there been anything that has changed with the way that your team works together or communicates? What have you noticed since doing Enneagram training with your team? Well, I've certainly noticed that we all try to take seriously each other's number and what kind of the common things are about each other. And for instance, we have a couple of nines in the office um, and and a couple of eights. So the eights are the, the louder, more direct people. Um, the nines take a little more time to stop and think about things, but their input is greatly valued. And um, so I think we've learned to maybe stop, be quiet, be patient, wait on the nines or give them some sort of heads up so that when we do have the face-to-face conversation, they've had time to think about what they want to say in their response. I've tried very actively as, as a leader in team meetings Instead of asking for general, broad, open-ended, does anybody have feedback or thoughts? I instead call on each person or make sure that each person has a chance to speak up if they don't do that on their own. Right. 
So last question here, we'll make this kind of a fun one and we can wrap up with this, but what's the most surprising thing you think you've learned about someone on your team since we started this? Oh goodness. Let's see. Surprising. There's been a lot of them. What's the most surprising? (laughs) This is kind of fun. Well, maybe I'll give a shout out to Maddie, who's a, one of our student workers. She's earning her master's of arts and accounting from Hendrix, and will be graduating here in just a couple of short weeks. And she's worked with us for a little over a year now. She's going on to a big time job at Ernst & Young in Dallas and just couldn't be more proud of her. Um, so she, she's certainly, she's the seven of our group. And she always makes people feel good. And it's been a lot of fun just to hear you talk about the sevens and see her reactions. And especially, I remember when you you pointed to a picture on the wall and you were like, sevens, um, you know, have these these dreams and these ideas. You can't always just hear one thing and run with it, which is my personality. I hear one Mm -hmm. thing and I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to tackle that. Take care of that right now. Well, she might tell me 10 things and I've taken care of all of them. And tomorrow, nine of them didn't matter to her. (laughs) So when you were explaining that to us and just her reaction and my aha moment, I think was really um, a fun one in a lot of ways. It was not a stressful one. It was a lot of fun. And it's one that I kind of put in the bank for the next time we have a seven who is a lively addition to an office for sure. Um, I'll be looking for some more sevens. We'll miss Maddie. She's been great. And we wish her the best of luck. Well, that's awesome. And I just want to say thanks again for yeah letting me work with your team and then for coming on to the podcast and uh, yeah, for what you guys do. I mean, you, you're an essential service. I don't know if you knew that before this whole thing or not, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, there's, there's people out there that are, still able to work or trying to work. And obviously they can't continue to do that without payroll stuff coming through and and all that. And so, um, yeah, on behalf of them, thanks for what you do as well. And, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to the next time we get to hang out and chat. Yeah, we are too. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for joining us today on another Enneagram podcast. As fellow leaders, we know it can be frustrating when it seems like you always run into the same problems on your team with the same people. But leaders just like you are learning how to lead their teams better using the Enneagram and you can too. So if you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media and leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts, preferably only good you know, reviews and ratings. That would be great. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram or at another Enneagram or head over to our website, anotherenneagram.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Another Enneagram Podcast.